for those just starting out, to those who built their reputation in the detail industry, navigating the course is a daily crime. This is Play by Play with industry professionals, tackling topics and offering tips to help improve your game plan. Now, here's your play-by-play. -play. All right, hey, what's, what's up, on, everybody? Uh, we're back here with another play-by-play. -play. Got my boy Ryan. What's going on, y'all? And of course, I'm Dustin. And we got a great show lined up for you guys today. We got the man himself, Mr. Billy Boggess, with American Detailer Garage. That's right, man. We had him on the podcast of the IGL party. And did it we? Was, I, we had him on. I think we did. I, I watched it back. I don't remember much of it, but yeah, definitely I, a little I inebriated. But, uh, <laughs> no, I do, man. I, I remember him, but it was a. Uh, we were on the on the the other side of that hump, and uh, it, it but it was fun. Uh, so we're gonna clear up some things. We're gonna talk to him about uh, some of the stuff we may have forgotten, yep. and, uh, and 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 chat it up with him. Um, but before we get to that, we got some stuff we want to talk about, and uh, we got some a, a big event going on tomorrow. Man, I have not yet got to participate in one of these, so this yeah. will be my first. But uh, we're doing uh, the booze cruise, the right? The annual booze cruise, and I can't say it's EZN's thing anymore because now it's Detail Bookie and also Bayshore Strategies, which right. um, our production manager Miss Jessica and Chris and all of them will be at. And uh, so it's a big event. So let me tell you about the booze cruise. Tell me about it. Doesn't all right, it? so I'm gonna set the stage for you. We get everybody and we load them up into boats. All the staff is going to take three boats this time. Normally it's one or two. We had to add a boat because we've been adding staff. That's right. Load everybody up into boats, and we cruise out to an island. Is it going to be Epstein Island? It's not Epstein Island. It's okay. Gravine Island. Good deal. All right. Yeah, yeah, we have young ones going. So, <laughs> anyway, so no, we're gonna go out to this island. We got a roped off section. Uh, we're gonna pull up and we're gonna take over this island. Yep. Uh, we got the boats loaded with beer and food and beer pong. I saw and champagne bottles champagne. stacked up on the door. Yep, and uh, and I got. I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. I got one surprise for you guys, and it's so this island is sand that's sloped down, uh -huh. and I'm putting plastic down this thing and we're gonna race like a slip and slide oh, like a hundred foot slip and slide that's with soap awesome. on it and we're gonna <laughs> race down it so that's the big thing for uh tomorrow and, that's and gonna be these blast. things are fun to do you know we do stuff like this uh at easy in uh, all the time and got some other events coming up too besides the booze cruise right so we got a baby shower we got a baby shower so two of our um two of our employees are pregnant um and uh so we're gonna take them down and 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 everybody's gonna bring them diapers and what wipes and stuff yeah, and just, yeah, you know, it's just a way to, yeah and this is the cool thing about you know owning and running a business like this is to be able to do these things and uh i, I think it means something you know when you work no, for a big 100%. company you don't get that personalized interaction and i think that that is so important for us to do and that's what builds our team and that's why when it comes time to you know when we have a little something extra that we have to do here or we got to work a little late or whatever you don't get as much kickback right. because we always do these cool things yeah we're doing uh tubing also later on we do it yeah so this will be our second annual tubing trip nice. It's kind of like the booze cruise in that it's basically just drunk on water, <laughs> being drunk on water. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We tie up all the tubes. We tie up everybody in this huge circle. Yeah. And, uh, and then we just tube down the river for like eight hours. And <laughs> so I need to bring my sunblocks. You need, you need to bring your sunblock. Uh, yes. And, and, and come prepared. You know, this thing is fun, but we have a big blow-up boat that we put the cooler in the back. And then Trey, which uh, no, I don't guess you guys know Trey, but Trey is our maintenance supervisor. 
and uh, and he's the man that runs these things. So he holds on to the the boat <laughs> <laughs> and delivers the beers, and uh, oh, he loves the role. That's he loves awesome. the role. Man, I can't wait. This yeah, and, and you know, and it's exciting to to be able to do these things, you know. But I was uh, reading an article over in the detailing news. Yep. yep. About something not so exciting, okay? You know, we talk about how much fun we have here, and these guys, you know, work hard and they play hard. But I was reading this article, and it was basically talking about rude customers. Right, absolutely. And uh, that's kind of um, something that, uh, fortunately for me, I don't run into often at, right. for Detail Bookie, but I know you guys would. Well, and I'll be honest with you, easy and doesn't see their, I mean, we, we don't see a whole lot of them either. You know, we try to do a lot of work ahead of the uh, ahead of the detail to make sure they understand expectations, and we kind of set the stage for it and let you know, let, let, let our customer know what to expect. So you eliminate all that. But. Right. It still happens sometimes. Yeah, you still get you still deal with the customer that's gonna like that probably had their mind made up that they were not gonna be happy before they got here. Well, I mean, I mean, you're asking them to spend a lot of money, and so they're yes. gonna look at everything and they're gonna find the one tiny and tiny detail. That- that's right. And some people are just like that, but you still have to do what you got to do to make sure that you are appeasing that customer. Now, I have a special phrase for that. Tell me about that phrase, Dustin. I call it eating the shit sandwich. That's right. And, and what does that mean exactly? That means you do what you got to do to make sure that customer's happy. You say what you got to say. You go ahead and, and and if it's if if you've missed a spot, own it, fix it. If you haven't missed a spot and they tell you you missed a spot, mm. own it, fix it. And just just do what you got to do to make sure that that customer leaves your property or you leave their property with a smile. Um, it's pretty simple, right? And it's not a pride thing, you know. You put pride and you got to swallow that because it doesn't matter, you know. Um, you have to you have a job to make sure that that customer is happy. Granted, they're not all going to be just jumping for joy. Sometimes it just doesn't, you know, you just don't have that personal connection. Sometimes they got the other things going on. Well, it's been a pretty stressful time, you know. We're kind of getting over that hump, but uh, we are. as it gets hotter, that, that always makes people a little yeah, on edge. Anyways. It does. He, you know, the mask mandate that, that went on for so long, um, you know, and, and the article mentioned all this. I think they got it from Indeed that they referenced, right. you know, about these uh you know these issues with people that are you know it's just a different day and age that we're in and they want you know you got to kind of bend a little bit more and make sure that you're doing the right things to make sure you keep those customers happy and i know that not everybody agrees with that i know that there's a lot of a lot of businesses out there business owners that say hey you know what this is my you know this is the way i do it like it or leave it well we know that this age of social media well you know one bad review can go viral absolutely and, and, you, you know and, you want to make sure that people aren't going to do that to you and, and that and, means making them happy and i'm glad you brought up the bad review we'll speak to that in just a second but you know i used to say this and if you live by that sword you can die by it just as well and sure. when you talk about social media advertising and how quick and easy it is to get good word out it's that much faster to get bad word. So right. you want to you want to snuff those things out before you get to that point, and it's so easy to do. Sure. Most of the time, the customer just wants to see you take an extra step or, or, or listen to them. Right. You know, they want to get their. They want you to um, to hear what they're saying, and uh, and, 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 and that's one of the hardest parts is kind of just you know biting your tongue it is. and listening to them because you have a really problem. You have a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> I really pro- yeah. I didn't get the foot in the mouth award for you, no reason. So. You own the foot and mouth award, but let me talk to you a little bit. Uh, so, uh, bad reviews, and I'm glad you said that. But you know, um, we weren't really supposed to talk about that. But let's talk about bad reviews for a minute. Bad reviews are not always bad. Um, now, obviously, if you get a string of them back to back to back, it's bad. But 
a bad review here and there is good for multiple reasons. One is on Google, the ideal rating is not a five star. It's no. like a four point seven. Right. Okay. So reason being is if ever if you have a five star, chances are customers think it's fake. They uh, think that you that they're fake reviews. Right. So if you have a four point seven and four point eight, it puts a real a factor in there of of okay, this guy's getting real reviews. That's legitimate. Okay. Second thing. A bad review. Some customers look for bad reviews to see how you respond to it. Okay. So if you if you have a bad review, it's your opportunity to show how you fix things in a not so great scenario. And you do it publicly. I mean, and you do it publicly. Right. You own the mistake. You tell everybody how you fixed it. Yeah. You tell everybody how happy you were to fix it. And you tell everybody how happy that customer was that you fixed it. Okay. And so then a customer that's looking through your reviews and say, "Oh, here's a bad one. I knew I'd catch him." Okay. Oh man, look, he went ahead to you know, here's how he handled it or you know, and, and they want to know that if they have an issue, that it's gonna be resolved. Right. And you're it's not something that you're gonna run from or hide from. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, so bad reviews aren't always bad. Okay. Um, you know, this is the thing. So at EZM we have five star review on Facebook. Um we've we've had two bad reviews in ten years oh, on wow. Facebook. Um both of them were deleted by the customer um because of the way we handled it. Um, Google, we have like a 4.7 or 4.8. The only reason we're that low is two fake reviews, two one stars that they said nothing. Oh. Um, so we don't have any negative reviews on there. Um, we have, a, I think, a couple of four stars that we went in and responded to. And by the way, you need to respond to everyone, yeah, every one of them, whether okay. it's five star, four star, three star, it doesn't matter. Respond to the reviews. People want to know that they took the time out of their day to give you a review. And that you're going to take time out of your day to thank, thank them. them for that. And that's yeah, something with simple. the software that we try to, you know, encourage our, our detailers to do is send out that, you know, which of course we already got it set up with automated, yeah. um, you know, kind of follow ups with the customer. But send Absolutely. them to Google review page. Send them Google big. review, Facebook review. That can all be done post uh, detail through the um, through the notifications. Mm-hmm. Something else that you know we're talking about unhappy customers, and one of the things that that can create issues when you're detailing is damage to a vehicle. And we all have been there where you've you know, a customer says, okay, I see this scratch or this dent, and I don't believe it was here before. Mm. And so the way that we kind of protect ourselves here at EZN is we take very thorough before pictures. Absolutely. And uh, Chris, he's actually sitting in the room. He's responsible for taking those before pictures, mm-hmm. and we get every kind of angle that we can, and that's insurance purposes. That, that sure. CYA stuff. And know? that's what we upload into the software, and so not only do you have your your uh, before, you know, pre-inspection yep. photos, but you also have the finished job. Post-inspection. Post inspection. Inspection. That's right. That's and right. so if you run into that situation where a customer is claiming that you did a scratch or a tear in their seat or whatever that might be, is you can refer to those 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 pictures that you're taking, and mm-hmm. that's you know that that that's your evidence, and it's real hard to argue with that, right? Um, so you know who I would like to ask about some uh, bad customers, and, and I think Billy Boggess might have oh, a little bit of uh, information to help us out on this. Subject. I'm sure he does. I can only imagine how he's dealt with bad customers. Let's bring uh, let's bring our guest Billy Boggess on, and, and let's find out what he has to say about that. What's, What's up? up, buddy? What is up, gentlemen? How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. So we were having a discussion about uh, unhappy customers and how we handle them here at my detail shop and how other people handle them. I'm sure in your day, uh, you detailed for a long time, you had some customers that just didn't meet the mark or something along those lines or or some that were just impossible to make happy anyway. How do you, uh, how, when you were detailing, how were you handling uh, that, those issues? Well, typically what I would do, and you're always going to find that one guy, even if you pre-cue the person and you ask you know, all these questions when you're going through the whole process or something, yeah. there's always that one guy out there that you can lay out all the facts in front of him. He still has going to find a problem with whatever. Hey, here's a yeah. problem. Uh, typically what I would do is I would try to reason with them, agree with them. You know, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're right. You're, 
what I found out was it wasn't always something I missed or something I didn't do was more like their understanding of something. And typically the way I would resolve that is I'd be like, you know, would a fabric protect it make you happy? Well, upgrade you to a fabric protect it, no cost yeah. to you. I try to throw something in there that doesn't require sweat. And, uh, you know, if they were unruly, I would just fire the customer. I have given money back and told them not to call me again. Same, same here, same here. And it's funny, so I, I call it eating the shit sandwich. And when you're when you're in that situation with the customer, you just kind of, they just want to hear that, that, that they're right kind of sometimes. And, you're right. And, you know, and it doesn't happen that often, but you just deal with it. And you said, listen, you're an open ear for it. And uh, and I have fired a couple customers too. Um, and just some that, that no matter what, it's like they know that they're not going to be happy before the job's done. I mean, before the job started. Like they know that they're going to not be happy. Right. And so... You know, and and those are few and far between. But most of most people want to be decent, right. and uh, you know, so so I, I, you're right. You know, try to offer them a little something, go above and beyond, and we always try to do that in our detail. Anyways, just do a little something extra, and uh, and it eliminates a lot of that. Now, Billy, real quick, you know, for just, every oh, for, for every one of those customers, there's going to be a, like an opposite customer. I'll give you an example. One of my local customers, I didn't know. I just happened to be at a detail shop. They do body shop paint and all this other stuff. Yesterday, in another town. And my customers, they're getting like his truck painted, like he messed up the fender and bumper or whatever. Yeah. So they repainted the bumper and fender, made it look good. And he wanted to know who did the work. He gave the guy a hundred dollar tip. And right. this is just the way this customer of mine is. So for every customer you have out there, you know, it, it's a numbers game. If you have that one customer you can't make happy, there's always going to be that other customer that will give you a 20, 50, hundred dollar tip. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, or not even look at the vehicle and tip you. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many yeah. of those great customers that we had. Don't even, hey, I, I know it's right. Don't even, you know, we'll go do, detail their yacht and they're not going to be there for another month. We say, well, we'll send you pictures. No, I don't worry about it, man. I know it's going to be great, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. that's, and, and those are the ones, you know, really, those are the ones you want to go the extra mile for. And you got that one that just never fails. Like they got something to say. And you're just like, man, the whole time you're just like, man, I don't fix that to deal with this guy. But anyways, it's not all bad. I don't want to talk about you know the negative side, but those are those few things that happen here and there, especially when you do the amount that that we do here and uh, notes you were involved with. So high volume, yeah, man. So uh, Billy, we actually met you. Um, well, it's my first time meeting you for sure at the uh, IGL party. We were. Uh, how much do you remember from that night? I know uh, that was a couple. couple <laughs> I've been looking for that deep. podcast. I've been scrolling the detail book, and I'm like, I don't think they posted. No, oh, it oh, got no, 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 it there. got posted. Yeah. Look, let me tell you something. Oh, I did you it. Know, oh, yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube as well. When they told me that you were on uh, earlier, that, that we were having you this week, and I was like, "Well, this will be our first podcast." They're like, "No, Dustin, <laughs> no, it's not." <laughs> oh shit, dude, no, it's really not. <laughs> so I don't think we, I don't think we quite gave you the, the, the due diligence. No, uh, you know, on that last podcast, you know, we're doing our training series. Or, I'm sorry, we were uh, finishing up our training series down there. Yeah. Um, we're actually doing a series on products now, and so um, we thought, who better to bring on than the man himself and, and give you your actual uh time to shine on on your uh products man so you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what what you got going on over there well american detailer garage really started because I, you know i was a detailer myself and i was going through products and i was buying products and i had a cart for this and i had a cart for that and i had a bucket for this and i had a bucket for that and i had a belt and I had all this stuff that i carried along with me <laughs> yeah but i started i started thinking about you know like basic fundamentals of things like and to use an analogy like basketball right the games are won and lost with layups and free throws yep uh not, not alley-oops if my service is bad guys i can move it should be all right but no you're, you're, coming, you're, you're coming through right now okay but so yeah the game is won and lost by you know layups and free throws so i thought about the basic fundamentals of detailing what i would need what if this could do this and do this and all these other things yeah yeah absolutely simplifying it 
simplifying the whole thing. And we started that with a Facebook group to start with. And I just started doing videos with other people's products on how I found ways to simplify the process. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately we developed our own line of products, which were true to what we believed in and true to what we taught. We were actually able to make that into a chemical formulation in the form of a product line. So we have seven products currently right now. And I can, I mean, I can walk you through them or I can give you a general of the whole thing, but that's how the whole thing started to begin with was, you know, no, I mean, I, I, honestly, I'd love to. I'm like, it, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, man. I, we were just talking no, about the names of them. You got several good names. Go ahead. Shoot. <laughs> we must have some. Uh, yeah, uh, well, we just thought, you know, what if we could put the ideas in a bottle? That's yeah. It. No, no, that, that's awesome. The F-bomb is, is, is my favorite <laughs> yeah. name. I mean, that's just awesome. And that's a great product. Too. I know a ton of people that use it. So what F-bomb, I mean, is it all-purpose, kind of all-around cleaner? Yeah, well, F-bomb was a byproduct, actually. It was it happened by accident. We were making Wipeout, and the first formulations of Wipeout, I wanted a, cer- a certain surfactant on it, but uh-huh. it didn't give me the versatility to clean windows and stuff. So we took that part out of it, came back and revisited it, and made F-bomb out of it. Oh, wow. As oddly as it seems. So that's no, why it's unique in what it does, and it is our number one seller to this day. Uh, but F-bomb, you know, the formulation of F-bomb allows you to do a lot of different tasks and really one or two dilution ratios. 10 to 1 is going to be the most, you know, most people use that for wheels, tires, wheel wells, mm-hmm. all the way down to leather seats. And most company, if you use a degreaser or a multi-purpose, it's a 3 to 1 or a 4 to 1 three product. To one. Ours yeah, is a 10 right. to 1. Oh, that's fantastic. So you're getting more uh, use out of it. And I tell you, you know, it's it's funny that you said, you know, the story behind the F-bomb. It was, it was created, you know, as a byproduct. And some of the best things in life or in business are created that way. I know my software, and, and this isn't a, a sales pitch, this is an explanation of why it exists, is because we needed a solution. We needed to solve a problem. And and so that's, it, Detail Bookie is a byproduct of me trying to grow this business and keep it organized and keep cu- customer communication and, and simplify these processes that were really long and drug out and very hard to do and, and stay on on a regular basis. So, you know, kudos to you for, for F-Bomb because I know it's a great product. I've used it before and, uh, you know, I, I'm all about simplifying. We have 12 detailers outside, you know, out, literally outside our shop right here. And uh, it's all about simplifying, man. You got to keep it easy. There's, you know, you ask uh, in the detailing world, there's always a new product coming out or a new thing that you, you know, to do this specific thing. But as a business, man, you got to try to simplify those things and keep minimal and, and, and get as much use out of one product as you can. Right. Efficiency. Yeah, it all comes down to efficiency. It does. It does. Um, so how did uh, so we, we kind of went over how American Detailer Garage got started. It started as a Facebook group that you were trying to you were using as a platform to just, I guess, review products and stuff. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah. Yeah. And you go back to 2015 and there wasn't a bazillion Facebook groups out there. So, no. you know, we were kind of like new on the scene. We were breaking the mold of something new, a new idea, a new concept. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I joined back then. I mean, I remember the the uh, original days and because we were all looking for information. Um, you know, I think that around yeah. the 2000, you know, 2012 to 2015, everybody leading up to that point that was detailing before it was doing it like on a whim. Like unless you, Mike Phillips was about the right. only one that where you could go get real education. On. Outside of that, it's learned by fire. And, and I've said that a million times. And it's an expensive way to learn. It's a stressful way to learn. Once Facebook and all, uh, once you started seeing these groups come along, you, you start to see, like, uh, access to information of other people that are fighting the same problems that you're fighting. And then it became, like, a like a go-to place to, to, to help yourself. 
And so and now they've morphed into this other, like, uh, uh, <laughs> peeing contest in most cases uh, on some of these groups, you know, where these guys are just going at it. Um, you know, yeah, I was uh, detailing for money is a place that you know I've spent a lot of time in because there's a lot of detailers there. You could talk to them, and and I sell software to detailers, so I mean it's you know perfect audience. But it tends to get a little nitpicky sometimes. I would say um, I actually read a comment about you in one of these uh, <laughs> posts. Um, did you almost get in a fist fight with uh, one another detailer? Maybe at SEMA, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, a few years ago, it was a, the whole thing was a big misunderstanding. A lot of it was my fault. Um, but something, you know, there was a punctuation of all things. The, the wrong punctuation can lead to a great big blow up. I don't want to sure go into detail of that, but Absolutely. it was a punctuation because I can send you, I can send you a text, right? Yeah. And you're going to interpret that text through whatever right. punctuation. Absolutely. If I send in all caps with exclamation points, but this was literally a punctuation thing <laughs> and <laughs> I took it the wrong way. And, and yeah. you know, I, I, yeah, I've just never been one to really get pushed around all. I'm just not going to do that. Um, so I pushed back, which escalated things. And and the, and the thing about it is, is I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something, man. And I just don't hold back. I tell it like it is. There's a whole bunch of people on the sidelines that want to see that. They want to because yeah. they don't have shit in the game. They don't have shit to lose, and they live their life every day wanting to see somebody else's fucking drama. Yeah, and that's uh, right. we, you know, I had my own handlers and, and advisors. You know, that got with me, and his got with him. We talked together, like. The only people that are going to win from this are people that are never going to buy your products people anyway. Right. That's right. Why would you do this? It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's what you, you talk about these groups that are, that, you know, have all these issues going on. You seem to keep a pretty good moderation of, uh, on your end. Um, and I know that's work. I know, I know that you have to keep that stuff out. So it's a, so it's a, you know, an asset to people that are a part of the group and not just this taxing uh, place to go and, and just follow drama. Man, the ADG group, you know, it's not as much work as it was in the beginning. In the beginning, sure. it was like a free ring circus. Now, it's it's almost understood that people come in there like, you know, you're not going to do that crap in there. And and yeah. our admins and just the people that make up the ADG group, they don't do it and they, they nip it in the bud quickly. And my admins, like, we don't even, like a lot of admins will have a side messaging group. We don't even have that. If right. something gets out of hand and I miss it, they'll take it down. That is handling. Very few times does something filter all the way through the you know admin process and really get exposed to the public eye. That's cool. It is. It is. You know, so it's not just me. It's a credit to all those guys. Absolutely. You know, we have a group uh, for all of our paid users and and, and people in trial um, for detail bookie and and dude, it's just a it's a great place. It's a great environment to go. Yeah. We got people making suggestions. We got people asking questions. Um, you know, without that about, feeling of you're about to get trolled or somebody's about yeah, to make you, you know, feel stupid because you yeah. asked a question. Because you asked a question. I mean, look, we all started somewhere, and this is what the detailers need to understand: is we all started somewhere. We all asked those dumb questions. We have a hack coming up. Uh, we do a hack of the week, and well, it we is renamed funny. it. It's now it's, uh, it's uh, hack or hack. Yeah, you know, so, so they're going to be a detailer. It's a yeah. hacker. It's going to be in a essence, trick. I don't want to completely <laughs> give away, but but it's you know, it goes back to washing a car with a brush. And, and so we were talking about a detailer. Um, you know, there are some details out there that, that were washing vehicles with brushes and what I told Ryan is I said look dude to be honest with you years ago when we all started at some point or another you had a brush in your hand you were washing your car with it all right that's just I mean it just happened that's you know until we all learned their other way you were all doing it so to see somebody doing it rather than just rip them apart you know educate them on why you know it's better to to go with a mitt and and grit guard and buckets you know so or, or foaming whatever you know there's better ways to do it where you're causing less you know uh, intrusive or invasive measures right and so uh, but you know but we all got to learn somehow 
You know, you don't just wake up and know the proper way to wash a car. As a matter of fact, who cares? You know, most of the time, unless you're in this business, like, you know, they don't care. Yeah, subjective to, you know, you and your customer, you know. That's I remember right. Mike Phillips doing a write-up a while back about, uh, this years ago, about uh-huh. the caveman method. Well, if you're going to correct and polish the car anyway, whatever. What does it right? matter? Don't put so much emphasis on your wash. Don't Obviously, you don't want to purposely damage the vehicle, but if you're uh-huh. going to cr- compound and polish it, but so everything is subjective, and you know how to insert what and where. A lot of times, guys are doing things simply, and that's not the reason why they're doing it. They just don't know. No. They just don't know. That's right. That's right. And these groups that we talk about should be a, a resource for them to go in, and, and if they post a picture and they're doing something like that that would normally not be, you know, to get to get questioned on rather than just, you know, just absolutely drugged through the mud. Right. But, uh, but you know, hey, it, it can't always be great, and sometimes that's – you know, there's just reasons for that. So Yeah, man. Um, one question we ask uh, everybody that's kind of – oh, hold on. Let's see that cup again. I just saw you – Oh, what was you drinking out of there, Billy? Oh, yeah. You see my cup? Oh, man, that's right. Where'd <laughs> What's you that? Get, where'd you get that? <laughs> Dustin oh, actually – Oh, man, a couple of great guys down at this event. Yeah, we were at a party, and they're like, here, have a cup. So I think the only thing that's ever been in this cup is tequila. Oh, my God. Well, that's a perfect size. I'm glad you brought that up. It's a perfect size for tequila because, look, so my the, the marketing team was so excited about these cups, and they were telling me about them, but they didn't ship to our office uh, before we were headed to Lexington for the STC. So they had them shipped over to the, the place that we were staying at in Lexington, okay? So we get there, and there's this huge box on the porch, and it's all these cups. So I'm like, and they've been hyping these cups up, right? And I'm just like, I'm pumped about them. I open the box and I'm picking one up and it's like that big, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. What? (laughs) Makes your hands look gigantic. Yeah, I'm like, what? uh, I said, I call. I said, guys, what happened to the size of the cup? You know, what is this a a semen sample? Oh man, the worst was me holding it up to a light, seeing if they were glow in the dark. You know, I, I was just holding it up to a light, trying to trying to get it to turn colors. And it wasn't until we uh, put some ice in it. Yeah, so then we found out it changed colors. And it just changed our whole opinion of it. Oh, bro. It's a fistful of fun. I mean, it's a fistful (laughs) of fun. I came came home. I came home and I put some tequila in there and I put some ice in there. And I'm like, uh, it's a fistful of fun, man. Just look at it that way. (laughs) A fistful of fun. I tell my wife that. She'll be like, who's fist? Like, what? (laughs) So uh, you going to SEMA this year? Yeah, we'll be at SEMA this year. Okay. Yeah, All right. We'll, we'll be, be out there, too. We'll be out there, too. We were going to do a booth, but I think we may have opted out. Uh, I'm still still on the fence. Yeah, yeah, we may have a booth. We may not. But either way, we're going to be there. Uh, we'll be there meeting and greeting for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hi, Stephanie. We're getting us some matching tattoos down at SEMA. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> So, yeah, so our booth, if you guys want to come hang out, so Ian and I, what we try to do with SEMA is, is get a decent-sized booth where guys can just hang out. Like yeah. up at SDC, guys would just drop their bag, hang out. But so yeah, if you guys want to set up there at the booth, I'm sure that would be okay too. Yeah, we may drop in. If we don't do a booth do ourselves, then we, we'll just jump in there and, and, and holler at y'all for a little bit, whatever, and we'll make our way around. That'd be that'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, we'd definitely like to you hang out. Go around out. with your cameras and, yeah. Yeah, we could do that for sure. Make them uh, all come to us. We can't. You can't sell anything at SEMA, so it's not yeah. like we can start closing people on deals. Otherwise, you know, that'd be a lot more fun. So Correct. Yeah. Well, it's no big deal. I mean, you know, just go out there and meet great. And like I said, we're still not – we're on the fence. Uh, I can't I can't make up my mind. Let me tell you what happened. We were definitely going to SEMA last year uh, with a booth. I've been for the past three years. 
um, just myself. But we then they can't, you know, they canceled the show and they offered that SEMA 360, and we did that where it was like a these uh you know one hour or 30 minutes hell i don't even 30 minutes two times no four times a day yeah it was awful these webinar things or whatever the hell they were but anyways there's no audience they really it was a bad it was a bad flop for sema and so i kind of got a bad taste from you don't even know what we're talking about do you the sema 360 not a clue that, that, <laughs> okay, knows. right there you go. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the on you're talking about the online thing, the online, COVID, right? Yes, yes. During COVID, and so it was it was a terrible yeah. attempt to try to take some money and you know get people to to do it. So we jumped in there thinking that they had they would push traffic that way. And anyway, so so that that was a bad taste in our mouth. I, I really wish they would have not taken everybody's money because it was awful. Um, and I think they know. So anyway, that's what's kind of got me on the fence a little bit about it but we'll be there we'll be in Absolutely. las vegas for sure for sema i'm not sure if we'll have a booth or not but we look forward to seeing you out there and uh hanging out with you guys i'm sure there'll be a, a it'll be a, a large time it'll um, be a blast yeah we'll man. have to go crash an igl party we know they have the best anyway so <laughs> have a little fun <laughs> absolutely all right so you want to ask him the question that we always ask uh uh, uh yeah, Are before you, we do that we definitely want to get an um an overview of the products okay uh where can you get them billy you can buy them at AmericanDetailerGarage.com. That's where you should buy them. Okay. You can you can <laughs> you from AutoGeek.net, AutoAlty.com, AutoFiber.com. Okay. Uh, CleanGarage.com. Awesome. And then some of your local detailers are stocking them too. The seven the seven uh, chemicals that you have. What are the names of them? I know we got wipeout. So we have uh, wipeout. Uh huh. F bomb, Valor, Fusion. Shield, I think we're having another Zoom yeah. moment. We're losing you, I, Billy. If you can hear us, we we got you froze up again. So, um, but there's plenty of products. I mean, you know, it's a great lineup. I know F bomb. I can speak to it personally. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always been great. Um, just the universal cleaning. He, he does great stuff. Like we were talking about Anthony Career using his. Um, the, the knee pad and let me tell you something about those um it's absolutely awesome and crucial when you're polishing a car and you're working the lower end of the car especially if you don't have a lift all right about billy's back on with us those things are awesome uh they're they're knee savers for sure um can you hear us now oh, we lost him again he'll probably come back on in just a minute we definitely don't want to get out of here um without talking about the uh yeah. Hold on. So, Billy, can you hear us now? We got motion on you. All right, we yeah, got. Is that better? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. We got you. We got you. Maybe it's that damn building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, look, we deal with those problems all the time. We actually just moved our podcast setting up to a office inside our shop because, man, the shop we were dead smack in the middle of our shop. And it was hot, dude. If it rained, it was so God, loud out there, and uh, yeah, it was brutal. So we had to uh, we had to adjust too. Are you at your house? It's just beautiful. Out I was there. about to say that. I, uh, porch looks nice. Yeah, I'm at the house. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh man, that's what I'm this. talking about. Oh, we got the pool in the back. Mm. I've seen the snake too. What kind of snake we'll do you uh, have? What, what kind of snake is that that you the have? Snake. Yeah. Which one? I got thirty-one. Thirty-one snake. Are you serious? Are you kidding? What I are you got doing? Thirty-one of them. You're kidding. Yeah, we, we could have done this thing from the snake room. Oh, oh my man. God. And you had one get out the other day, right? Yeah, my Burmese python got out of my wife's car. 
you know, and we couldn't find it. I had just got him too. We couldn't oh find God. him. So I got home and I take her car apart and find him. And I had to fight him to get out and I got bit and, but he's, we're friends now. He struck <laughs> me the other day, but we're, we're leveling up, man. That's, that's oh, unbelievable. Wow. So when you get a new we're snake like that, how, I mean, is it, is it a new, I mean, I guess it's an, uh, like a full grown snake, but now he's new to you. No, no, he's actually a baby. He'll be 18 feet long. You know, fully grown. He'll be about 18 feet long. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the largest snakes in the world. Uh, But they're like puppy dogs. Once you get them, you know. But, you know, in his defense, he got loose. He's scared. You know, I I was dragging him out. He was trying to fight me. He didn't want to. So I'm pulling him out. And it just wasn't Uh, a very good introduction. But we're working on things. Ryan, what do you think about like? I, mean, I, I heard a poem about a snake, and I just don't even you a know. Poem? Yeah, you know about uh, uh, you. Know, you knew I was a snake when I met something like I don't know. I heard some snake, and I was it was my what favorite. The- yeah. When I met you, uh, I don't know how it goes. They don't even know what you're talking. About. That must be something Jay Z, yeah. That's cool, man. What got you into snakes? Thirty-one of them. I mean, that, that's wild. Well, I was into snakes years and years and years ago. And then, uh, you know, went all these years without them, and I was like, you know, I think I'm going to get back into it. So I got one, then I got two. Then I met a breeder, and I started talking to a guy about breeding. And, and I have a passion for animals anyway, but I'm going to sure. get into breeding them, you know, breeding some of them and selling them. And I, I enjoy working with the animals. You know, I've got a few of them that have been given to me because they were mean. Right. And I've yeah. tamed them down. I work with them. And, you know, to me, that's a wow. challenge, and I like that challenge. It's something I enjoy doing. There's that yeah. video of you wrestling with a trouser snake, I think. But, yeah. Uh, they got the, it's no, off the internet no, now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we had good. to pull that down. and pull that down. Take it down off the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little wild for the internet. <laughs> All right. Ask him the question. Right, the question you so, always ask. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, us being a software company, we're not trying to steal the spotlight here, but um, what impact do you see software playing in the detailing industry? I think software is going to become a much, much bigger role. Again, I've said this a while and I think the detailing sector is going to split into two different sides. I think what you're going to see is the people that are like shampoo and carpets and vacuum up vomit and stuff like that. They're going to continue to do that. We call them like the lower rung of the detailing industry. Yep. They're always going to be trapped in that 150 to $200 range. The yep. rest of the industry is going to focus on paint correction, solving problems at a premium, maybe mm-hmm. PPF window tint. And I think they're going to gear more toward, you know, the software side of things because they're going to get busy and to help manage the company. I think the lower rung of detailers, and I would put myself in that category, by the way, in terms of a mindset, because I'm not really good with technology. So I I still write stuff on paper. But I think the successful entrepreneur that's in the detailing industry going forward is going to have the software part, a big part of what he does. I, I know for a fact there's a shop in Cincinnati Everybody has an iPad at every station. They do PPF, yeah. they do ceramic coatings, they do window tint. And at any given time on their iPad, the people at the front desk can see you know where they're at, right. you know, the duration of that project, where that car is at. I think it's huge. Yeah, and, and that's exactly how my shop is. You know, the, the, the girls inside uh, that are running the schedule or selling, they know exactly where everyone is on their job, you know, at all times. And that just keeps our communication flow but I agree it completely. I think that there's a, you know, that there is a division and it's only becoming more apparent as we kind of grow as a detailing industry that, you know, there's the guys that are just kind of doing this. And I mean, they are doing it for a living and, and, and a business, but they're not wanting to take it to that 
professional right. level where it's a you know a company that they're doing. And so I think that that's right for some people, and some people it just doesn't fit into their you know to their their mindset or right. to their business. So uh, I think that's about as honest answer as we could ask for, and I really appreciate that. I, I love the, the the mindset. Well, there. let me add to that, Dustin. Yeah, go ahead. I want to add to that too. Uh, um, I want to add to that because that's something that we've done with American Detailer Garage. As instead of investing in more and more chemicals and products, invest in yourself. Invest right. in things that are going to help you grow as a business. So what we've done with our products is simplified the process, simplify what you do, take the overthinking out of it. I don't think you know smart people don't complicate things. Smart people That's find right. ways to simplify things. But if people would focus on the things that make them money, the product or whatever, they could afford and turn the software. And also they would have a different vision for what they think is success or a successful detailing business, what really is a successful detailing business, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, it, it absolutely 100%. does, and I think that's a really smart way to put it. Smart people don't find a way to overcomplicate. They simplify and they fix, you know, they fix the problems one by one to where this, you know, where whatever they're doing is as easy as it gets. You know, we we try to work smarter, not harder around here. And if there's a way that we can simplify, and there's a way that we can create a process that that you know anyone can do. We try to do that here, right. and because we know that if we want to grow and we want to continue to grow, that we can't, you know. We can't have the mindset that one person has to do this thing. If there's a thing that only one person can do, then that thing will only be done by that one person for the eternity of the business. Yeah. Now, you have to make it where anybody can do that one thing. And if anybody can do that thing, then you can put anybody in place and you can continue to move up the ladder. That's how a business grows and scales and gets bigger is because things are created, you know, things are put into processes that just Process. about anybody can do it. And then it's just duplicatable. It's it's repeated time after time after time. And then it only gets better. So you refine the process all along the way. Mm -hmm. You you take the things and that part of that process and you say, okay, how can I make this a little better? How can I make this a little better? And it's easy to do in a, uh, or it's, it's, do you do it in a business that's my size and you take it in divisions and you say, okay, you know, it's detail or it's, or it's the sales side of things or it's scheduling or it's, you know, customer relations, whatever it is. And then you take those divisions and then you work on their little processes all along the way. But I love the, the mentality there that, that smart people definitely try to find ways to simplify things. And, and you know, I think software plays a big role in, into simplifying detail because now you're taking things that would normally – you know, take time out of your day to, to make sure that you're doing these things and you're putting it into a machine that will just handle it for you. Yeah, exactly right. And I tell guys all the time, don't buy the next coolest, newest machine right. on the block. If that's you, you're always going to be on the detailing forums. You're always going to be trying to search for when's it going to be my time, when's it going to be my yep. day. Start investing in things that are going to make you money because I'm going to tell you what, you got to think big if you're thinking small. Inside the walls of a shop, man, there's so much that you're leaving out there. Absolutely, you know, and there is. I'm glad you said that. I've all, you know, I said there's always that new tool, that new chemical right around the corner, and and everybody's looking for this miracle solution that takes the work out of it, and that just don't happen. So what you got to do is find what works for you, and then find somebody else that you can train to do that part, so you can go on to the next part. And that's you know that's the only way that you're not going to be hanging on a buffer the rest of your life with that business. And I had no intentions of hanging on a buffer the rest of my life. I like to do it when I want to do it, but I'm not. I'm not waking up every day to go spend eight or nine hours polishing a car. That's just not what I want to do no. all day. I mean, I enjoy it, and I want to keep it that way. I'm not going to do it all day. There's too much to learn. There's too much from a business aspect to learn to yep. be hanging on to a buffer, right? What if you know you aspire to build a detailing business, take that money you know, and, and get into maybe real estate or something? There's That's so right. much other things to learn 
that you're not gonna learn hanging on that buffer. You're not going to. Yeah, you're you're in a tunnel. You're tunnel vision there, uh, uh, hanging on the buffer, and 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 that's as far as you can see. You can't think about anything else that's going on around you because that's what you're encapsulated in. Mm-hmm. But look, man, we're going to jump off. Uh, appreciate you coming yeah, on. Yeah, man, thanks here. so much for coming on today. Man. It's been a lot of fun, um, and we definitely definitely got a little bit more uh, out of this, I think, than the first one. At least I will remember I will, this one. I know we'll remember this one for <laughs> sure. Um, hopefully we won't remember, remember the next one, one in, in, in Vegas. Uh, I, I, I want to achieve that status again. I want to be back that way. <laughs> that was fun. But, uh, but, yeah, man, hey, thanks for your time, buddy. It's always good time chatting with you. And uh, love love your mindset, love your thoughts on, on some of these things, and and it's really cool. Appreciate all your time uh, spent with us. Yeah, man, we appreciate you. Yeah, you. Got, by the way, you got to give me a ring on the back end, Dustin. I got to talk to you about something. Love to. All right, I'll give you a shout. All right, brother. Thanks, Thanks guys. buddy. Thanks. Good seeing you. Such a cool See guy. I wish I was that. I wish I was that cool. You know why? Why can't I be that cool? Well, I mean, because I'm that cool. I got you a tattoo. You do. I mean, it's bar wire. Is that bar wire? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It's not bar wire, Ryan. Pa- uh, Pamela Anderson wants her tattoo. Look, it's Pamela. not. Look, okay, so. <laughs> Sorry. So we, we got to do a segment. It. Yep, we talked about it. it hack. Or, 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 or hack. Ah, it's hack awesome. or hack. Love it. Love it. So what we mean by that is we're going to pick something uh, in the detailing industry. Maybe. Maybe it's, in, maybe it's in software. Maybe whatever. But it's a hack. Now, whether it's a hack as in. A trick. a trick, yeah, a little, a little, a, um, a uh, con- uh, an easier way to do something. Correct. Or, or it's a hack, right? It's so, like a, a, you know, like a, a, you know, a hack. You yeah. know, isn't well, the the this hack of the week is brought? I think to I us have by... a, I think I have a definition, right? Yes, Don't we have a definition yes, somewhere around here? Good. Let me see. I don't know. Where's that definition at? A hack. What would be the hack? Do That's, I have it? Of course not. Oh come on. Okay, so. The definition of hack is a creatively improvised solution or an incompetent person. I knew somebody could word it better than that. There you go, an incompetent, incompetent person. person. So, okay, this week, what do we got, Ryan? Do you All know? right, so yeah, we, we've seen this video going around a lot of the different groups. Dustin, um, tell me a little bit. You mentioned using brushes earlier. Now, when you see this right here, what okay. does this make you yeah. feel? Uh, I cringe. Okay, so this is the step. You asked me what step part of this was the detail yeah, well, in the detail process. Yeah, this is the step before sanding. <laughs> <laughs> this is or this is the sanding step. All right, so here's the deal, guys. The brushes, and let's talk about it. We mentioned it earlier with Billy on the set, but this video is going around of this brush that rotates, and it's supposed to be help you clean the car. It's called an auto scrubber, I think. And um, it's funny because as a detailer, we know that brushes are bad for the paint. And here's why. So this is a hack. You know, if you're using this auto scrubber on your car and you're not planning on polishing it afterwards or planning on doing some corrective work afterwards, chances are you're damaging the paint. That's why detailers are considering this a hack. Brushes are bad because they are designed to pick up contaminants off the paint, dirt, tar, whatever might be stuck to it, Mm -hmm. pull it into the brush. Okay. Now, as you go down the car... You're taking that same debris that you pulled off of one side and you're grinding it into the other. So in a mitt, when we're washing with a mitt and we're using two-bucket method or foam cannon or whatever, we're cleaning that mitt. We take and we wash, we take and we remove, and then we put it in a bucket with a grit guard. The trash goes to the bottom, we re-soap, and then we put it back on the car. Right. So we're cleaning that as we go. There is a scenario where a brush could work if it was cleaned all the time, but it's just more work than necessary. And when you talk about a mitt, you control the amount of pressure, too. Mm -hmm. And with a scrub brush, 
you're, you, you know, you're at, you're on a lever end of it, and you're really putting pressure down that you yeah, don't need to. Yeah, and you don't feel how much pressure is being That's put right. on it. You know, when That's you've right. got that so, lever. So the hack is the brush. That's I mean, right. it, it's a rotating brush. Inevitably, it's putting scratches in the car. It's damaging the paint. No question about it. Yep. It's been proven. Um, quick little quick little tidbit, though. Uh, give me a little bit more. Okay, so outside of this scrubber, generally speaking, when somebody talks about scratching their car, when they come in here and they say, hey, I got swirls in my car. All right, swirls in my car mean that they see scratches in a circular form. Don't they have a word for that? What they that do. Called? Those are called RIDS. Oh, it's an acronym, actually. It, it is. Don't ask me. Random, it stands for random isolated deeper scratches. scratches. There we go. Random. Now, those scratches RIDS. are in all directions because when you go through the car washer, when you're washing with a brush, you're not washing in a circular motion. Right. And the, and the car washer driving through is not washing in a circular. It's dragging. Dragging, right? The scratches are all like in all directions, right? When the light hits it, it looks like they line up. Ah, it's just so like it's, an optical it's illusion. It's an optical almost, illusion, right? so that it's not swirls. However, if a customer calls you or comes in and says, "Hey, I got swirls in my car," you don't tell them that they're an idiot that they're rids. <laughs> that it's just you say, rids. "We're happy to get rid of those." Right? You know, I mean, they're scratches. We know what they are, but we don't have to tell them. If you want to educate the customer and tell them, that's fine. But don't make that your sales pitch. Right. You know, make that the, oh, yeah, we, that's also not in a rotation because they can sit there and argue with them, and who cares, you know? Man, I'm so glad we got that out of the way. Cause, I uh, am, too. It's been weighing on my mind heavily. Love that, the hack, though, man. I love this segment, and, you know, they've done a great job of our, our little hack song. We I love need some, it. Uh, guys, please give us some uh, trips, some, uh, I'm sorry, tricks. Tricks. Tips. Tips. Yeah, send us in the hacks. You know, we, we got that one. Somebody sent that in through Messenger. Guys, send us uh, hacks, whether it's a hack person. You know, we, we <laughs> may or may some, not air that. Some hack uh, detailers out there. Yeah, but we want to see the hacks. We want to see the tricks and tips that help you guys get you know get by your, on a daily basis that maybe everybody don't know. Let's, let's, let's use this to inform. So, listen, that's going to wrap up this week's play-by-play. It's been awesome. Uh, Billy Boggs is so cool. Yeah, um, man. It's fun times. Dude. Great guy. It. Great business guy. Great mindset. Love him to death. He's awesome. Um, but – Make sure that you uh, that you tune in next week. We got a special edition, guys. You also need to go to our YouTube page and subscribe because we're literally going live on YouTube and Facebook now. So absolutely, you know, uh, check so it out. Next week we'll be celebrating the Fourth of July. It's the weekend before. It's the Friday before Fourth of uh, July. So we got special edition stuff going on here. We're going to be at a different location here at the shop. It's going to be more of a hangout. So uh, guys, make sure y'all see us next week. Enjoyed every minute of. Thanks a lot. Thanks we will so much. See guys. you next week. Peace.